The podcast explosion is bringing big business opportunities for virtual assistants and side hustle seekers who want to become podcast managers. I'm Kara Tannenbaum, host of the Pod Squad Show, and I invite you to join me each week where I interview podcast managers and podcast hosts to go behind the scenes for the best podcasting tips, tools, and business advice for building and growing a podcast management business. Each episode contains powerful information to help you niche down your services, position yourself as an expert in this industry, and provide valuable production support that is in high demand by podcast owners. Let's get started. Who else has found themselves in a season of transition this year? Well, you're definitely not alone. I think that's why the success stories of podcast managers I interview on the podcast resonate so much with my listeners. The advice and insights that come from rock star business owners who have been where you are today are pure gold. This week, I'm sharing a wonderful conversation with Jenny Soonson, former social media manager, virtual assistant, and podcaster herself. In 2018, a client needing podcast management support opened up this niche to Jenny and pushed her to transition away from social media management. Fast forward to today, and Jenny is a podcast strategist plus mentor and the owner of Savvy Podcast Agency, a full-service podcast management and marketing agency. For Jenny, the transition to podcast management meant a step back from the on-all-the-time nature of social media management and into a space where she can keep her work-life balance in check as a new mom. In this deep-dive conversation about Jenny's two agencies and two podcasts, we talk about the podcast service she's always outsourced, what building a subcontractor team of VAs and an online business manager mean to her today business life, and the incredible, valuable service of guest pitching that Jenny offers in one of her packages. I love this interview, and I am excited to bring it to you and hear what you think. And as always, your podcast shares, subscribes, and reviews mean the world to me. So please take a moment to help get the word out. All right, let's get started. Hey, Jenny, it is amazing having you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to dive in. I am too. You are a former social media manager who discovered your love for podcasts a few years ago. Can you share with us how you transitioned from social media management to podcast management? I was doing social media management and VA services for quite a while since 2015. And then in 2018, I had a client reach out for VA services, but she also had a podcast. And I didn't have any experience managing podcasts or anything, but I had started my own podcast at the beginning of 2018. I was doing that whole process for my own podcast, minus the editing. I was like, huh, I can probably make this work. I ended up just taking uh-huh. her on as a client, <laughs> still outsourcing the editing, of course, but I did every other aspect, the show notes and the graphics and all that good stuff. And then I fell in love with it. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. At that point, I had never, I didn't really know there was an actual podcast manager role per se. Mm. I just had seen VAs offering those kinds of services. It wasn't anything I'd seen that was super defined. This was back in 2018. And a lot has changed since then. <laughs> now there's podcast managers everywhere, but I just kind of really started liking that. And I was really falling out of love with the social media management aspect. I knew in the future, 
at that point I wanted to build a family. Now I have a child. So uh, yeah. that was a couple of years ago, but I knew I wanted to build a family and social media management was very on all the time. I just felt like I couldn't get a break. And I was like, this seems more easier to schedule in advance. You can schedule social media posts, but you need to still be on top of things and be current and responding to messages and things like that. But with podcasts, you can do everything behind the scenes and not really have to worry about all the other things that you would with social media management. So I really just like that aspect of it. And I just realized, oh, wow, this would be a easier thing to do in the future when I do have kids and still be able to offer services. Cause I love, love offering services. I also have products as well, but I just, um, I am very service-based at heart. I was just, what can I do that is going to be something that I can actually scale, but still enjoy not feel burnt out by. So that's when I went ah. into the podcast management space. And then I officially um, got rid of all my social media management services. I still had a couple clients that did it because I didn't want to just be like, hi guys, I'm, I have no income for a while because I only have one podcast <laughs> client. <laughs> um, so I kept those people on, but I stopped like offering those services to anyone new. And then from there, I brought on some podcast management clients and then slowly got rid of my social media management clients. And then that's where that came from. That like transition. I, I found that it was the same thing for me in 2016 when I started as a virtual assistant doing podcast management, that there really wasn't a term podcast manager out there. It was kind of new. So you, I just delved in naturally started doing some podcast tasks and then fell in love with that and said, Oh, I want to work with these people doing show notes and audio editing and, and so forth. It was just a very new idea, very new niche in 2016. So we've definitely come a long way in the podcasting industry and it really has exploded. Definitely a need for more podcast managers to help support the hosts. So you have two podcasts out right now, the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and the Virtual Mm -hmm. Summit Secrets Podcast. Was it the Virtual Summit Secrets Podcast that you started first that gave you that interest and offer these as services for clients? So my first podcast was called Savvy Social Hour. And that was that. So I actually had it. It was on the same feed that Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs is now. I just changed the name in 20. So in 2018, I started Savvy Social Hour. I offered that for a while. It was just conversations with other business owners talking about business specific topics. It was really fun. I love talking to the guests, but it just didn't... Once I made the pivot, it didn't really align with anything I was doing anymore. So then I made the pivot for the podcast as well. Once I made the services pivot, because this makes more sense. So then it became that in 2019. So the fall of 2019, I switched to that focus for the podcast. All the things that you were juggling right now, you have you have two agencies. One mm-hmm. is for virtual summits, your owner of the summit support agency. And then you also have a, a podcast agency. And then you have two podcasts. You are a thing or two about being extremely organized and streamlining <laughs> the process. Any advice for podcast managers out there who are managing multiple clients' podcasts? I think it's just really about being intentional about everything that you do. I know, especially I've gotten better over at this since I had my son back in June of 2020. Since then, things have changed so much and I've had to let go of things that I was doing before that like 
I like doing, but didn't really move the needle. So mm-hmm. I just ditched those tasks that I was just doing for the sake of it. And they weren't really impacting anything. I either got rid of them or outsourced them to someone else. And I really rely on my team. My team has really been my backbone since having my son in June of 2020, because you know, my time is more limited. He, my son was with me for an entire year before starting daycare back in June of 2021 and just get rid of any tasks that I just didn't need to do and outsource them or just completely just not do them anymore. If they weren't important or urgent, they just didn't need to be done. Really relying on that and really just leaning into being able to ask for help in both (sighs) life and business and just focusing on what really matters. So nowadays I don't do any, basically any of my client work. The only thing that I do is the onboarding process and the ongoing communication with my clients. I don't actually touch the day-to-day work. I just make Ah. sure that they're happy, which was a huge weight off my shoulders because right now we have about 14 clients and I would not be able to manage 14 podcasts on my own. Oh, no way. And when did you know that it was time to go from being a one-woman show as a podcast (laughs) manager to launching an agency? What was that tipping point for you? I always had an editor because I had no interest in editing a show. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it was pretty much me and people didn't know I had an editor. (laughs) So actually, it was when I got pregnant. I was, oh no, I'm not going to be able to do all this stuff by myself. I literally had a week where I was freaking out and having a mental meltdown and realized I was, oh no, my business is going to completely die now that I'm having a kid, whatever. That is not the case, but I had to give myself a week to sort that out. (laughs) And then from there, I started being really strategic and intentional and mapping out my plan and figuring out when I was going to bring people on because I did want to take a three-month paternity leave, which I successfully did. I brought on two podcast VAs and an OBM. And the podcast VAs stayed on after the fact, but the OBM basically was just assuming my role. Now we have a team of seven plus me. So eight total, which is crazy because I only had two when I came back from maternity leave in September of 2020. (laughs) That is amazing. You have a team now and you're able to handle more clients and juggle two podcasts two agencies, a a family, and have some peace of mind and a little bit of uh, work-life balance. I think that is amazing. So Savvy Podcast Agency is that full service. Mm -hmm. And one of the services that you offer was very interesting to me. You offer guest pitching. Yeah. Can you tell me more about that? Are you helping your clients get on other podcasts or Mm -hmm. are you helping guests get on their podcast or both? Both. Not to the pitching. We include guest outreach in our basic podcast management packages. So that is already included. But the pitching specifically is for pitching our clients to be on other podcasts. My highest tier package includes that pitching outreach as well. But people, they really that because they're able to circulate to more people and get in front of new audiences while still having their own podcast. It just really helps take that off because a lot of them are to the point where they're ready to grow their podcast and they're not brand new. So they're ready to take that podcast tour and get on other shows and ultimately grow their own show plus their business. So... And then they can form that collaboration as well with, with the other hosts and share their expertise. And I think that it's something that podcast managers might not realize when they're 
doing their packages that has got a lot of return on investment for the podcast. That's basically, and then we, we talk about launching, but then I also have episodes focused on growing and monetizing as well. So it grows with the podcaster. They can benefit really well from the launch topics when they're mm-hmm. first starting, but then after the fact, they can dive more into the ones that are about, okay, now you're launched. What's next? Got it. Uh, and then the Virtual Summit Secrets podcast mm-hmm. is co-hosted with, with Lindsay Allison. And mm-hmm. you talk about all the things of doing a s- virtual summit. Right. It's such an interesting topic, of course, but why did um, you decide to go in this direction with having the Support Agency Summit Success Squad and then doing a podcast about virtual summits? So Lindsay and I actually had a previous business. We started, okay. in, 20- we started in 2018. It was called Up Over Biz. And we started hosting some virtual summits on the back end of that. We did two a year and it was really fun. We really enjoyed it. We didn't really have any other products or services other than we had a podcast too, but that is now not something that we do anymore. We And then we pivoted to offering these virtual summit services because we loved running summits. We each, I've done seven summits now solo, but with her and a couple solo ones too. And we just really love that model. And we want, we, there weren't many summit service providers in the space. There's a couple, but there's not too many. So we wanted to help people do it and do the done for you model because there are people who teach about summits and they have courses and things like that, but they don't offer done for you stuff. Done for you. And I think that has a huge benefit because we can all take courses about launching a summit, launching a podcast, whatever. But some people just need that done for you element, even if it's going to be pricier than a course. Some people just need that handholding. So we wanted to offer that. And that's... Yeah. We, we pivoted in twenty January of 2021 to the summit business from Up All Your Biz, which is our previous business. So it's been really fun. We've gotten... We don't really market it too often, but we've gotten a couple of clients already from it. And what's something... Summits are a 90-day thing. They're podcast launches. They're mm. long, a long process. It's been really fun to work with people on their summits and get paid for it. Because obviously for our own summits, we get paid, but not, yeah. <laughs> not, it's different. I can't even imagine how, when you launch a summit, how many moving pieces there must be, all the details. Oh, and yeah. so when you say done for you, I'm sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> if I were hosting a summit, I would definitely be like, please just... Fill in the blanks because there's, I'm sure, a lot of details. You said that is fun for you and for you and Lindsay, but for someone who doesn't know the know how and the whole workflow process, oh my gosh, just to sit back and have it done, which is amazing. And the same with launching a podcast, too. There are a lot of bits and pieces. So that is great that that there are clients who are, yep, I'm sitting back and letting you do it because it's just too much. And that would get over a lot of those limiting beliefs of not being able to start one because you don't know where to start. Exactly. And then this definitely is beneficial for them because then they just got it done and they can keep moving now that it's in place and sharing right. their message and really making an impact with their listeners. So before we wrap up, I, I want to know, what do you love about being an owner of an, two agencies, two podcasts? <laughs> what gives you the most joy? And I'm, I love working with my clients because I still have that relationship with them. Mm-hmm. I'm the client 
coordinator happy situation. You're the happy. Exactly. <laughs> so I love working with them. I know eventually we'll have probably some account managers and things like that because it's going to get to the point where I just can't keep up with all of that. Plus running the digital product side of my business as well. I know it's going to get to the point where I can't do that anymore, but I just, I love working with my clients. I love helping them. I love helping them reach their download milestones and grow their mm-hmm. businesses with their podcast. And I love the freedom and flexibility that provides me because by the time it's time to go pick up my son at 4 p.m., I go pick him up from daycare. I think that's what you said, freedom. It's those words. Just It does give you do what you love and then go pick up your son and be able to spend time with him and be with your family. and Especially with the agency model, because if I was doing everything myself, I would probably be so overwhelmed and feel overworked. And I wouldn't be able to meet my income goals because I would just have a cap on clients. So I'd have to do something else. And I think the agency model is a great way to go. You can obviously offer digital products and stuff that too to supplement if you can't take on mm-hmm. any more clients. But like I said, I love serving clients. I love helping them. It's a big, it's just, I'm very service-based and I enjoy that. To me, it just made sense. You don't have to have a humongous team if you don't want one. I right. don't, in the next five years, I don't anticipate getting too big to the point where I have 30 people who work for my agency. That's too much for me. So I don't want to manage a humongous team, but I think having people that are helping is just so helpful. And I'm a huge proponent of having people will do what they love and then work in their zone of genius. So I could probably have less team members, but for me, I'd rather have someone doing one person doing the show notes that really truly love show notes and one Mm -hmm. person doing the other stuff that they really truly love doing versus trying to fit them in a box. And just so I can have less team members. Absolutely. And it's good for them because they can batch. You've got the batching of tasks of the, so you probably is more productive and efficient for them because they're not all over the place. They're, they're doing just show notes and just audio editing or whatever. Exactly. The agency model, what resources did you grab to learn how to start that? Or did you just (sighs) wing it? (laughs) A mix of winging it, maybe a couple Mm -hmm. podcast episodes and things like that. And just figuring it out. And with my first two hires, I feel like just, I winged it. And I just, one of them is still with me today after a year, over a year actually. And the other one, she has moved on um, to other things. But I think I did a pretty good job of making my first two hires. And then I actually, the person who was the OBM for me was Lindsay. She just said, mm. she would do it. And she was my friend. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay. She doesn't offer those services to anyone else. But I was just, okay, there's no learning curve in me in my business. I feel comfortable. And I really tried to not get in Slack at all or ClickUp or Project Management Tool ClickUp anytime during my maternity leave. And I don't think I would have done that if it was someone else other than Lindsay. Sure. Trust was in her and yeah. she had your back for sure. Exactly. And then when it was over, goodbye, my friend, maternity leave yes. is over. I'm yeah. back in my seat and everything. Are they, uh, your team members, are they 1099 contractors with their own or Mm-hmm. Or do they have their own businesses and, and you outsource to them or yep. do you pay them directly? Everyone is a subcontractor. Eventually I might go for a part-time employee route, but I just haven't explored that yet. Yeah. But for now it's working. And as long I've looked really heavily into everything to make sure I wasn't breaking laws or anything. Of course, you know? yeah. And they can work on their own schedule. I basically, I just tell them, hey, this person's episode goes live on this day and we need your part of it by this day. You can work at midnight, you can work at 3am. I don't care as long as it's done versus if you're there an employee, you're, you need to work nine to five. They have their own pool of clients and exactly. you're just one of their clients. Okay. Got it. 
got it. It doesn't seem to be too hard, too difficult to put together that way versus having them on board as part-time. So this is a win-win for everybody. Yeah, for there's, sure. benefit, there's benefits to each one. I don't have to worry about taxes. They pay their own taxes yeah. and things that. Uh, it just sounds a headache at this point. It's not a headache. It does. I'm willing to, I mean, willing this to get model's into work. <laughs> Absolutely. This model was working for you. This is, uh, you've just found this the sweet spot. You guys are launching a podcast anytime soon, or if you're a podcast manager wanting to go to an agency model just do it. And you just have to, I, that's, I wouldn't have started if I wouldn't have got pregnant. I think it's one of those <laughs> things, just go for it. Don't be afraid. The worst that can happen is you just decide you don't get, and then you just go back to being just you. So that is true. It's not, can't pivot a little bit if, if the model isn't working well for you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. This was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. It's always great to talk about the agency and podcasting. (laughs) Best of luck for everything because you've got so much going on. I love it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Pod Squad Show. The show notes are over at thepodsquadcollective.com in case you want to check out any resources mentioned or get more info on how I can support you in your journey as a podcast manager. If you've enjoyed this episode, please head over to wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. See you next week.